I hope you guys are having a great week so far. And this is the last full week of June. Let that sink in for a moment. This year has gone by so fast and it's been great. It's been a whirlwind. It's been interesting. There's been a lot of changes in my life personally. And I'm just excited for what's in store for the rest of the year. So when I set my goals, objectives, and I just plan for my year, at the beginning of the year, I like to have easy markers to gauge my progress by. So one of them is obviously quarters. And then the big one is the the half of the year. And on Sunday, the 30th of June, will be the 6th month mark, which is halftime, guys. Um, I hope that the goals that you guys have set for yourself have been realistic and that you've been accomplishing them in the ways that you'd like to and in the ways that you had initially planned. But if not, that's fine. That's life. Things happen. What we start off with or the intentions that we start off with are not necessarily able to be brought to pass in the way that we want. So I'd suggest that you guys take this halftime break to really think about what you're doing. Are you on the right track? Pivot if you need to readjust your goals if you need to and just, you know, keep pushing forward. Maybe you had a plan to hit a certain milestone by the end of this year and you won't be able to do that, but it's okay. There's still time. Readjust, be realistic, be kind with yourself, as I say, and I'm sure that you'll accomplish what you're meant to accomplish this year. So since last week there was no word of the week, and there will no longer be any words of the week, but I'll get into that later. Well, kind of yes, kind of no, but yeah, let's just focus on what we're talking about right now before I get distracted, as I usually do. So we're just going to jump right into the talk for this week. And this week we will be talking about preparation. So it's great to have goals, to have ambitions, to want to reach certain points in our life. And that's what makes life worth living. You know, if you just wake up every morning and just go with the flow, life can get really sad, really depressing. It's good to have something to look forward to, goals you want to meet, ambitions that you have. But I believe that more important than those destinations is the preparation that we do to get there. One of my biggest fears in life is to get to where I've always wanted to be and to lose it because I didn't have all the tools necessary to sustain it. And this is why preparation is of the utmost importance. We we live in this life where you see the the highlight reel of people's lives, especially on social media, all the good things, what they have, but we don't know what the background is. We don't know what work they put in, the sleepless nights, and sometimes the things that they did we're not willing to even do, but we want what they want. And if that's the case, I suggest that you take a step back and reassess the decisions you're making and what what you truly want for your life because it could be as easy as somebody waking up at 3 a.m. and going to bed at midnight, only getting three hours of sleep a day to accomplish all of their goals at the speed they have. But you, you love sleep, so that's not a realistic goal for you. And on the flip side, it could be that 
that man or woman who you see on social media going on all those trips, living their best life, eating in all the fanciest restaurants, has a sugar daddy funding their life. And if you do not want to be a sugar baby, maybe those goals aren't for you either, you know? So I just want to discuss preparation and the importance of being prepared so that when we enter into the things that we truly want, have been hoping, have been dreaming for, that we can stay in that position and sustain those things. So for people around my age group, which I would say maybe 19, 18, 19 to like 35 within that range, there are three life goals that usually arise. And those three life goals are money, marriage, and high positions. So I'm gonna offer some preparation tips for each of these three points that will hopefully put your goals into perspective and maybe give you something new and different to think about when you are preparing and wanting to enter into these places that I'm sure you'll enter into at the right time. And I hope that you'll be able to sustain them by taking these things into consideration. So the first one I'm gonna start off with is money. So money is a necessity, a resource, that you need for life and people say it's the root of all evil whether you believe that or not you still need money it's nice in your pockets you need it to pay bills even if it doesn't stay in your pockets but money is a necessity of life and many of us want a lot of it and by a lot it's not necessarily being a millionaire it might be that you don't want to have to worry about your bills you might just need enough to be able to take care of certain people in your life or to afford yourself a lifestyle that you believe you deserve. And your grant, like you have the ability to want what you want, as I've said, but to get that money and to sustain it, there are some things that I believe you need to consider. And one of them is money management skills. Because to get the money is one thing, to keep it in your pockets is another you'll be shocked when you see rich people and it's all over social media, all over the news, everywhere where you'll see people who athletes who are making hundreds of thousands of dollars, tens of millions of dollars who retire and they go broke. And that's because the money that they have, which is what they always wanted, needs certain things to be maintained and one of those things is the ability to manage that money because it's cute to have it but if it doesn't really last long is that really worth it no not really and another skill that you would need is the ability to say no especially for people who maybe came from an average or below middle class background and Maybe you became an athlete or you became a successful writer. Whatever it is, you end up being that one person in your family who has access or who gains wealth at a rate where no one else in your family or in your community has been able to. And with that, sometimes comes the pressure to feel the need to take care of everybody around you. And don't get me wrong, this is absolutely amazing it's fine I know that when my money comes I'm gonna take care of all the people around me to the extent that I feel is appropriate with what I have you know and with that comes the ability to have to be able to say no sometimes to work and get to where you are 
it's important to acknowledge the people who helped you get there, of course, but there also comes a point where you should not feel bad for not being able to provide to the level that people may have expectations of you because to sustain your money long-term, it means you might not be able to buy that homeboy that you've had since you were in grade three, who's, who was the first one who said, yeah, man, you have flow. You might not be able to buy him a Bentley in your first year when you drop your first EP. You know, it's, it's not necessarily appropriate. And if you don't have the ability to say no, or if you're so overcome with guilt every time you do, you'll find that you'll end up squandering all of your wealth, all of your riches. And if you're in a non-sustainable position where that money cannot be replenished at the rate you're giving it out, you'll find that you're out of money. Another tip is in your preparation is the strength to not be scared or paranoid. Because what I've found is that some of us want things so badly that we don't consider the negatives that may come with having that thing, you know, because to want riches and money is amazing. But if let's say you live in a neighborhood, it could be safe. It might not. And you win $50 million. You might be terrified to leave your house because you feel like there's a target on your back, you know, because of this new wealth or these new accomplishments there are challenges that will come along with that that can bring about so much fear and if you're not grounded or secure what you want could actually be the thing that destroys you how many times do we hear about rich people getting addicted to drugs alcohol gambling getting into these horrible lifestyles and they just they just lose everything you know and the final preparation tip that i'll give you with regards to money is the ability to keep your head. Um, I've encountered many people at different stages in their life and some I've, I've known when they didn't really have much and as they started to get up there in whatever way that they did, they lost their head. Ego, arrogance, disrespect, all of those things. And it's important that when you get what you prayed for, if you're a praying type of person if you're if you're into faith that when you receive what you prayed for that you don't forget God who gave it to you or if there's people who supported you in your life to get to where you are you don't get to that point and act like you got there on your own you know because all of these things will make for a downfall that will be so tragic and I don't want that for any of you guys so I'm going to move on to marriage and culturally as a Nigerian Canadian, there are pressures that come with age. So you're young, you need to graduate. So whenever it's your birthday, you'll get all those people calling you, sending you prayers and well wishes and saying, Oh, I pray that you graduate and you get a career, get your master's or whatever it is <laughs> they want you to accomplish. And after that graduation, after you've taken those pictures, after that diploma is hung up on the wall or tucked into a shelf, things shift and it's marriage talks. And marriage, of course, I believe in the institution of marriage. I think it's wonderful to find love and solidify it and make that covenant in front of God and man. But age is not a necessary indicator of being ready to be married. 
so in preparation for being married, I would say maturity is one because it's one thing to say, I'm 30 now, it's time for me to get married or I'm 26 now, I have a job, I have a career, I have money in the bank, it's time for me to get married. But there are mental mental tools that are needed in order to not just get married and divorce. Like these days, especially with Bella Nija and all of those social media pages that are just glorifying the beauty of the wedding, you'll find that a lot of these beautiful weddings where there's thousands of guests, fireworks, beautiful music, artists, everything, the weddings, the marriages themselves don't last. And I think it's tragic to spend all that money to celebrate your love in front of a bunch of guests, some who know you, some who don't, some who are just there for the party and some who truly care. But for that celebration to not lead to a long marriage, I just think it's really sad. And I wouldn't want that for any of you guys. You know, things happen, life happens, divorces happen. It's not our goal. But if you prepare yourself truly for what it means to be a spouse and to be married, there's there's a higher chance that you'll be able to overcome these things. And one of them is for sure being mature. And that's because you don't want to just listen to the biological clock. You want to listen to yourself and your ability because getting into a marriage requires a lot of sacrifice and change that if you're not ready for, you'll enter into the marriage because anyone can go to the courthouse and sign the papers, but you will not be able to sustain it. And aside from maturity, another preparation that I feel is very important is love. And this might sound stupid. It might sound like, duh, you need to love somebody. But, you know, love is is very multi-layered. And there was one post that I saw on Instagram years ago that really stuck with me. But then I flipped it on its head and looked at it in a different perspective. And I found it very important for me personally. And I just want to share that with you guys. So the post pretty much said that Someone, I think it was a friend of mine, said that my dad said that whoever I want to marry, I need to take their name and replace the word love in 1 Corinthians 13 with their name. So just for reference, I'll be reading that passage, but I'll just give it a little bit of time. So when I read this, and then I went to the passage and I read pretty much from... 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8. I read it and I replaced the name, um, the word love with whomever's name. But then I looked at it as what about replacing it with my own name and seeing if I live up to the standards that I hope somebody lives up to because to love someone is one thing, but there are character traits that are also required for us to hopefully lead to a successful relationship. So I'm just going to read it for you guys real quick. And instead of saying love, I'm just going to put I in all of those places in whatever way I fit. So from 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 8. So it's, I, I am patient. I am kind. I do not envy. I do not boast. I am not proud. I do not dis dishonor others. I am not self-seeking. I am not easily angered. 
I keep no record of wrongs. I do not delight in evil, but rejoice with the truth. I always protect, always trust, always hope, always persevere. I never fail. So it's cute. It's sweet. It's lovely. Most what Christian weddings and non-Christian weddings will use this verse, but take in what those words mean. And are you willing to actually be that person to somebody? Because if you're not willing to be that person to somebody, you might find that your wedding, your marriage may not be sustained. Like, you know what it is to not count wrongs against somebody? So that means essentially every single time they do something wrong, you forgive them fully, which means you clear their slate, which means if they try you tomorrow and try to blame you for something tomorrow, you do not come back and remind them of what they did to you X, Y, Z months ago that you let go of. It's just a selfishness, um, selflessness, not selfish, that you have. And it's something that's really difficult, but in wanting to be married and wanting to be a spouse, these are the type of preparations that we need to make. And if you're not there yet, it's absolutely fine, you know? And that's why we do these type of reflections to get to the places where we need to be. And another preparation you should make is the ability to share your life. This might sound obvious as well, but it's it's not because... To live for yourself is one thing. It's what we all mostly do. Even though you do have responsibilities, there are people who your life is attached to, of course. But to live for, to truly share your life with somebody is to to be willing to put yourself to the side sometimes. It's the ability to shrink sometimes. It's the ability to understand that your ego is loud and that maybe it needs to be quieted down and having the strength to quiet your ego down. It's, it's the ability to know what you want for yourself, but understand that there's a greater good in the union and step away from your wants for the moment or shelf them to accomplish the joint goal of whatever your marriage or union requires. So I hope that helps you guys a bit. That was kind of long winded, I might even do an episode just on marriage because I think there's a lot to be said about it. But let's just move on to the last of the three life goals, which is high positions. So being in a high position could be fame. It could be popularity, notoriety. It could even be a management role at work. And these things are amazing. They come with more money as well. They come with power, which is, I think, the most important part of dealing and preparing for this. And when you're given some type of power, you actually hold a responsibility to those who you have dominion over. So if you're a manager, your subordinates, the people you answer to, you hold the responsibility of making sure that you do not lead them astray. And because of the position and the power that you have, a lot of burdens will fall on your shoulders. So one of the preparations is to be prepared for unwanted opinions because when you put yourself out there in any way, shape, or form, or when you're in a position of high regard, there are going to be opinions about how you operate because you're the one in in the limelight, essentially. And being able to deal with these unwanted opinions is of the utmost importance and not letting them move you in a way where 
someone will tell you that you're wrong and because you're the one in power, you feel that you have the right to make their life a living hell or yell at them when they've given you an opinion that is truly valid. And this comes from being grounded and being strong and truly believing in what you're doing and the decisions that you make. Speaking of decisions, the next preparation is being able to make tough decisions because when you are in a high position, there will be decisions that you have to make that you might not be comfortable with, but you understand that they're a part of your role and that you have to play them. So it could be firing somebody. It could be starting a business with a friend and realizing that as the business grows, those people who you started with are not going to continue with you and being able to cut those ties, you know, because sentiment is lovely and sentiment is good. Sentiment is important, but there are times where sentiment is, is a hindrance and it doesn't matter who's been there from you from the jump. If you know that where you're going now needs a new type of person, a new level, a new environment, you have to find that strength within you to cut those ties when necessary Another preparation can be the fact that you may not have the privacy or the life that you had before. You know, um, many people want to be Instagram famous, want to get those thousands of followers. But when you do, there are implications. And one of those could be that now your life is under a microscope. The ability to walk to the store when you used to in your pajamas like I always do and just with a head tie, go pick up my milk at 10 p.m. and get back home with nobody knowing who I am, those might be become luxuries that you're no longer available to you, you know? Well, those might become luxuries that are no longer available to you. Let me speak English, guys. <laughs> and are you ready for that, you know? Are you ready for the fact that everybody you're with will now have that attention based on their connection to you? Are you ready for the fact that every decision you make will be scrutinized 10 times more because everybody's up in your business? Like I find it interesting and funny and a little bit sad when people who have built their lives on social media or on reality TV now say, I need my privacy. Because people won't understand that because your lack of privacy is what has is what has afforded you the lifestyle that you have. So now to take a step back and say, well, yeah, I know that I put my whole life on blast, but this I don't want to. Do you really have the luxury for that? As human beings, I believe we do, but it's it's one of those things you need to consider, you know, and be prepared for. And the last tip I'll give for this, because I don't want this podcast to just go on forever, is one piece of preparation you need is the ability to step up regardless of how you feel because sometimes like as a regular person in whatever your position is like me as an employee I'm pretty I'm I was a pretty good employee but if I truly felt sick I was not leaving my bed I was not getting up I was not gonna hop on a train a bus a plane and take my two-hour journey <laughs> to get to work because I did not feel good, you know? But if I was the manager or a supervisor, I may not have that luxury, you know? I may be having a crap day, but I have to keep my office door open because people are going to come in and expect me to perform at all times. And are you, are you prepared for this, you know? 
like this podcast now, I've committed to posting it every single Wednesday, come hell or high water. I'm going to get it out to you guys on Wednesdays. And there are some times where like today, for example, I'm recording early. I'm recording on Tuesday night, but usually I record on Wednesday afternoon and get it out to you Wednesday evening. But what if I woke up on Wednesday and didn't feel okay? I I have a responsibility and I have an obligation. So am I willing to push through that? You know, and this is something that many people find difficult because when you get what you've asked for, as I said, with new positions comes new responsibilities. Are you willing to do what it takes? Are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to feel like crap, but still get out here and perform or talk to the people? Because when you get to where you want to be, there are people who are attached to your destiny, you know, like there are people who this message will reach and it will impact them in a way that will shift their destiny and shift the trajectory of their life. And if I don't do my part, their part isn't, isn't going to be completed because maybe I'm the catalyst that will push them or activate whatever it is on the inside of them that needs to be activated. So yeah, guys, I just want you guys to consider the preparation and see if you're truly ready to, to enter into what you want in a way where when you enter into it, you'll be able to sustain it, you know? And that's what I wish for you guys. I hope you receive this and I hope that it touches you and I hope that it gives you an opportunity to assess your wants and the tools that you need to get to where you're going, you know? So with that being said, I want to get into the word of the week, but it's no longer going to be called the word of the week because my sister and a few other people have told me that word of the week doesn't really make sense because it's never really a word. It's more of a statement. So the context will still be the same, but I'm um, thinking of a new name to give it. I was thinking words to live by because that works, I think. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to change it again. <laughs> so for this week, the words to live by or are almost doesn't count. So for those of you guys who listen to music in the 90s, you'd know Brandy's song, Almost Doesn't Count. Amazing, amazing. If you don't, get on your Spotify or whatever, or whatever, Apple Music, and go listen to it. But pretty much what it means is that is exactly what it says, almost doesn't count. Many of us live a life where we have these goals, aspirations, and plans for ourselves, but for whatever reason, we don't accomplish them. And I found that people will still talk with high regard about the things they've almost accomplished, especially years ago, like, I almost did this, I almost did that, but I don't want, and I hope you guys don't want to just be people who talk about their almost victories, you know? Look at the things in your life this week that you have nearly accomplished. And what I want you to do is to consider how you can accomplish those things. I don't want 
us to be that person who lives off of their near glories, but people who actually enter into those things. I don't want you to be that person who I almost wrote a book. I almost got married. I almost became president. I almost became a supervisor at my job. Like it's great to almost enter into things, but what's more great is to truly enter into the places where we belong and where we need to be. So for this week, I want you guys to just look at your almosts in life, especially the almost that make you so excited that you're constantly talking about them and try to find ways to change those almosts into actuallys, you know, things that you actually did that you actually accomplished. And I wish you guys good luck in doing that. So I'm just going to wrap up the podcast now. Have a great week, guys, and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.